What do you do with an arts degree? I'm still not sure I know. I skipped three years worth of lectures just to binge watch awful shows. There must be some scholarship for accruing worthless knowledge. It's my only talent, honey. That and losing money. Let your excess hex debts rest and then just join us while we start on our bachelor. Bachelor. Hello and welcome to Bachelor of Hearts presents Extra Credit doesn't present ancient history this week the bachelor australia podcast that asks ye old question is this oh no it's just the <laughs> that asks it's not ye old this quite, question is just modern quite a recent question yeah is this the first time that you and i have seen a naked boob together as like friends we've been friends a long time we're in a mm. band together we're podcast co-hosts this is i think the first time that i can conclusively say that we have both looked at the same naked boob. I want to say to you that when we played a uh, Jeff Rosenstock show in <laughs> 2016 uh-huh. at the Reverence Hotel, I remember the gig. Someone flashed us. Really? I remember. God, I, that I don't that remember happened. that. That's wild. That may be the I'm only time s- that's ever happened at a gig I've played. Yeah, not like. Us like I think that they were pretty like liberal about being, um, you know, uh, chest chesty. <laughs> they were liberal about being chesty. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah, met I people think... like that. <laughs> what a way to start a podcast. Yeah. Hey, what? Okay, but uh, outside of that, yes, I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Maybe, maybe the second time in history. Yeah. Given that you don't remember the first time. Well, I, my memory is famously poor. Uh, mm. Uh, my name is Xavier Ovetsky Noonan, and I remember this, that I love The Bachelor and I hate the coronavirus. Joining me as always is my co-host, God, what's his name again? Mm. Uh, that's right, it's Max Quinn. Hi, Max. Hello. Hey, it's so nice to be here on The Bachelor of Hearts Presents Extra Credit. Before we do go any further, I do want to say that we're recording our podcast today on the unceded lands of the Gadigal people from the Eora Nation. Hello to you if you are a First Nations listener, if you are a uh, an elder, a past, present, or emerging. What's up? Thanks for being here. Um... On this episode of Extra Credit, you may have guessed from seeing the title, we are discussing the pilot episode of Abbey Chats, which Mm. was released as part of Channel 10's Pilot Showcase. Uh, It is available for streaming at the time of recording via 10 Play. Um, It was released on July 4th, 2022. Um, If you are listening to this podcast far in the future and it's no longer available, I've got a copy, so send me an email. (laughs) Um, so yeah, we, I mean, this is, uh, this is somewhat outside our regular purview, but I think, um, it is, uh, it is well worth discussing. It's a really interesting episode of TV. Um, yeah. and, uh, yeah. What have you, what are you, do you have any initial sort of thoughts about it? Yeah. I thought it was fascinating that, um, channel 10 would commission this for television. First yeah. of all, mm. it is, uh, evocative, mm. um, and it is, uh, let me just say that I think that Abby is the right person to do something like this. Totally. On the whole, I felt like it was a pretty good episode of TV. As someone who has made 
a couple of pilots over over the years. Mm-hmm. I would also say that there are ways in which I'm sure that they imagine that the show could be different in the future. Mm. You made um you made Jimmy Nicholson, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. He yeah, was I your made idea? Jimmy Nicholson. Yeah, yeah, he was um yeah, my conception. Yeah, yeah. Um put a lot of time into him. <laughs> I, you know, uh, probably you could have gotten away with cutting a few corners there. I think. I think you put a little yeah. too much. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Too much personality yeah. coming off that guy. There were there were some things that I would change. Mm. You know, and this is what happens. You make a pilot. You think, ah, oh, jeez. You know, maybe <laughs> if we did this differently. Anyway, I like the show. Did you like the show? I also like the show. I have some ideas. Uh, I think both of us probably uh, looking under this under a a, a, a microscope. Um, could conceive of a few ways that it might uh, run a little smoother or um, tweaks that we could make or make or whatever. But um, yeah, if you didn't watch it, I, I'd recommend checking it out. We will talk about it and um, you know give you all the detail that you might need to understand what's going on with it and why we're interested in talking about it. Mm. Um, but also, I'd recommend it. You'll probably learn some stuff, um, even if you know a lot about Abby, or you know, um, even if you figure you're pretty across the topics that get brought up in this episode i think it's really worthwhile yeah me too um do we want to talk about that yet or do we want to talk quickly about some of the things that have happened in the world of the bachelor before let's do the bachelor what's going on in the batch world excellent okay well there is one great big news story that i think Mm. everybody uh who is even slightly following the bachelor or the bachelorette at the moment is probably across because this was blasted all across social media and anyone who has even cast an eye towards The Bachelor, I think is aware of this. The Bachelor 2021 star and winner, Jimmy Nicholson and Holly Kingston, uh, respectively, have just announced that they are engaged to be married. To be married. How good is that? Yeah, good on them. Uh, the, the couple who are currently and also seemingly always traveling in Europe uh, shared the news and a series of glossy images of the surprise proposal on social media, captioned simply forever heart hands emoji. Uh, at the time of recording, the image gallery, which was posted from both of their Instagram profiles, has received over 55,000 likes. Christ. Including 34 from ex-Batchy stars, uh, many of whom including Osher Ginsberg, Carly Hodges, Tani Ray, Bella Varellis, Matty J, Florence Alexandris, Beck Villicas, Nikki Gogan, Lily K. Price, Dave, David Garayali, Helena Sozia, Becky Miles, Cass Wood, Belinda Robinson, Belinda the Love Coach, and Gemma White. Also left excited congratulations in the comments. So, you know, this engagement is getting some engagement. I don't want to say I did it better. Mm-hmm. But look, when we got engaged, my caption was, uh, engagement, please. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. And in fact, it's much better. That probably uh, is the reason that I thought of that joke. <laughs> <laughs> of course, no influencer event like this is complete without an olive branch to traditional media. This thing can't in 2022, uh, just exist online. Live online. No, particularly when old media have their monies. Right, exactly. So Holly and Jimmy also have a photo shoot and interview in something called Stella Mag, which I learned this week is the name of the Daily Telegraph's Sunday magazine, I guess. They're sort of glossy um, imprint. I don't know, whatever. With an A or with an AR? AR. Oh. Right, because it's about stars, I guess, maybe. Mm. Oh, it's oh, a guess. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, the online version of this piece is paywalled, and I am not about to pick up a copy of the Daily <laughs> Telegraph. I'm sure it is a lovely read. 
Um, of course, just for a bit of context, the last time that we heard from Jimmy and Holly, they were pretending to engage with some very fair criticism of their extremely dated and embarrassing comments about sex work by centering themselves as the victims of online bullying and quote unquote cancel culture. Uh, you can hear our discussion all about it on our recent episode, Every Generation Has Its Own Eyebrow. We go into quite a bit of detail. But I do think that it's interesting to contrast the comments that Jimmy and Holly made and stood by um, with the more informed perspectives that are reflected in the pilot that we're going to be discussing in this episode. Yeah, yeah. That's the contrast that I think that we will really learn from uh, here as we begin to break down what has happened in this first episode of Abby chats. I do have one more news story to bring to the table. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so this next news story uh, comes to us from TV tonight. I'm cribbing from uh, their article from two days ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, what do you remember about Charlie Newling? Oh, okay. Charlie Newling was on Ali Ochen's season of Bachelorette. Correct. And he was bad. Uh, mm. <laughs> I mean, like, that's a bit of a value judgment, but I don't remember thinking too fondly about him. He was uh, kind of a bully towards, like, the other men in the house, if I remember right. Correct. Yeah. Um, what, what else? What are, what are the other key features of his uh, stay that I'm missing? Well, look, he was basically, uh, we saw him be kind of manipulative towards Ali. So that right. was the other part of it, where she was saying to the camera, oh, she felt like putting words in her mouth here, but a bit gaslit by this man who was trying to control the way that she uh, responded to situations with other men, okay, as well as um, there was a whole to do about not meeting his family on the hometown dates. That rings know. a bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's in the news. How fantastic for him! And we wish him all the best. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe we should just leave it there. <laughs> yeah, um, because what on. you're about to hear does concern his family, the family that we never got to meet. Right. Okay. Cool. <sighs> because the headline from TV tonight is. Former Bachelorette participant threatened to kill stepfather. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wait, what? about this? Under what circumstances? single on The Bachelorette has been convicted of using a carriage service in threats to kill his stepfather. Holy shit. Wait, okay, can we we roll this back a little bit? Because I don't really know what they mean by a carriage service. Is that like... I don't know what that means either. When you have like the horse and carriage thing that takes you around Central Park (laughs) or like... Because I don't know how deadly those could be, although I haven't really reckoned with them on that level. Okay, so I think it just means like like text, right? I think that's what this is. Okay, right. Um, because they are like a carrier. Yeah, yeah. I think that must be the the legal terminology. You're using a carriage service, but the report is that Charles Stanley Newling, who placed fourth in the 2018 season of The Bachelorette, Mm. sent more than 37 texts to his mother in the space of three hours in April. Newling's mother and stepfather, who were married when Newling was 13 years old, were extremely fearful due to his increasingly violent behavior. Oh my God. The text read, you are still controlled by that flog of a husband. I'm going to kill him one day in front of you before I go. Jesus. You have no idea what I'm capable of, but just know that it's not going to be pretty, he texted. Oh my god! This is maybe the fuckedest up thing we've ever talked about on the show. Like, it's I feel like we've turned wild. into a fucking true crime podcast. Yeah, I which know, could I be know. great for our numbers, by the way. In Waverley local court, magistrate Ross Hudson acknowledged Newling suffered significant childhood trauma, 
but mm. said he must consider the fear, torment, and horror that Newling's messages caused. At the time of the threats, he was on a court order following a mid-range drink-driving offence in 2021. I think we talk sometimes about the pipeline from reality TV villain or from, you know, person who is portrayed really badly on, t- on TV or on a show like The Bachelor towards yeah. getting into some cooked shit online. Yeah. And I wonder whether that is, there is also some level of pipeline from like cooked shit happening earlier in their life to, to ending up in that position as well. Yeah, to being a reality TV villain and to what extent are we uh, as as producers of of television, um, casting directors, whatever, mm. looking at people who might have some stuff in their background and considering that when we are making casting decisions. Right. Now, Charlie has been sentenced to a 13-month prison sentence to be served in the local community by way of an intensive correction order. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know anything about how sentencing works or anything like that. But, uh... Me neither. Uh, yeah. What a scary fucking thing. I just, uh, was scrolling through while you were talking, I was scrolling through my phone. Um, I don't know if you remember this cause it was a few years ago when they were promoting that season of bachelorette, um, mm. in October of 2018, there were street posters and bus ads and stuff that showcased each individual man. And they were like, will this person be, you know, and, and, and it's funny to think that some of them are uh, people that we've talked about in somewhat negative fashion before. So like, I'm looking at a picture of Ali Ojin posed next to Bill, uh, Mm. Bill Goldsmith. And uh, each of them has their own cute little nickname. Oh, so we've got here, like, will Bill be Ali's Mr. Right. And then in a love heart, it says Mr. Romantic. Because, of course, that's what we think of when we think yep. about Bill Goldsmith. Okay, yes. Um, and then I've opened up the uh, the one for Charlie, which was also displayed, like, just next to it. And uh, it says, will Charlie be Ali's Mr. Right? And then in a love heart, it says, Mr. Perfect. So oh I wonder boy. if, the, I mean, look, <laughs> let's not place that level of, ex, uh, you know, uh, expectation on anybody for Any them to be perfect. Any single person, yeah. Um, but anyway, something grim about that just made me think. I mean, I don't know. Like, how thorough do we want these people to be in digging into these people's past lives? Presumably not not so much so that we're, like, interviewing their family. Isn't, I, I don't know. I don't this want is... to be hiring a private investigator. Right, I exactly. I at least want to be having a pretty thorough search of uh, a person's social media and Googling to find whatever I can find on that person. Right. And it is, it's tricky because... These shows uh, have settled into a groove where they seemingly require someone to be a villain. And the best way to make a compelling villain on TV a lot of the time is to get someone who has a bad vibe in whatever way. Uh, and and therefore, like, you know, you're you're making a decision that compromises the like safety and well-being or comfort or whatever of mm. the other participants um, as a bit of a trade-off, right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's easy to make someone who might be a bad person look like a bad person. Mm, exactly, yeah. And sometimes we criticize reality TV for taking people who might not be bad people and making them into bad people. Mm. Maybe that's where the uh, the pipeline that you speak of has uh, has come from mm. uh, in terms of reality TV villain through to cook stuff online because people start to distrust the media because sure. they themselves were not presented in a in what they consider to be a light that is reflective of them, themselves. Right. In this case, maybe a little bit more due diligence would have benefited all parties. I don't know. Yeah. And and also it's just another opportunity to sort of stop and look around and go like, are we as a society getting anything from these 
very black and white um, portrayals of people as like good or bad. Yeah, um, and that's the other or, thing. Or is that being re- so reductive? Much more interesting, right? And and also allows people to maintain more of their humanity or whatever, and, and presumably and minimizes nuance. fallout. You know, exactly all of these things. Yeah, um, and I think that's a really good jumping off point for us to maybe start to move into Abby chats. Yeah, let's do it. Um, let's. Uh, I've got a little bit of background information about what this is and how it came to be. Yeah. Um, which let's talk about that and then maybe we'll, uh, we'll jump into the actual recap. Yeah, absolutely. That would be great. I, I, and I say that it's a good jumping off point because I want to th- say that I think that this is a show that explores the gray, mm. um, and that that humanity is accessed in a way that I don't know that I have seen all that often, uh, on recent commercial television yeah and it's certainly way more interested in presenting people for who they truly are um than the bachelor and bachelorette uh obviously they they have very different goals as programs yes um but because we do this podcast and have been doing it for so many years talking about one type of show basically the whole time Mm. um it's i i'm looking forward to this episode and this discussion because it will be an opportunity to sort of branch out from that a little bit yeah, yeah. So, Pilot Week. Tell me about it. Yeah. So, uh, Channel 10 has been running pilot programs for the last few years. Obviously, I think all networks make pilots for shows, but Channel 10 has been publicly broadcasting theirs for the last few years, starting in 2018. Um, but not that many of them have actually ended up being commissioned to series, the, the ones that they've showcased to people. Uh, the one pilot that I really remember being picked up and brought to series was Trial by Kyle. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, which is a, if you haven't seen it, it's a Judge Judy style courtroom show hosted by shock jock, this <laughs> general piece of shit, Kyle Sanderlands. Um, I don't know. Allegedly. Have, he was Zoo Weekly's most hated man of 2006. <laughs> so that, that repudiated publishing house. Uh, I'm I'm speaking through that, you know. This anyway, um, you might remember uh some things about Carl Sanderlands, who I won't go into too much detail about. But uh, in 2009, he was fired from his job uh on Australian Idol by Network 10. This is like the last big time that he was doing Channel 10 shit, uh, mm-hmm. for reasons that are essentially too fucked up for us to get into. Anyway, look, I mean, yeah, literally too fucked for us to get into. But um, I also I also just learned something really wild about trial by kyle which is the other reason that i wanted to bring this up um yeah trial by kyle aired for a full six episode season in 2019 before being axed did you ever watch it max no i didn't watch it um surprise surprise yeah i know right it seemed so tempting at the time um mm. i also didn't watch it um but uh i just wanted to run this past you because i never knew this i found it out this week would you like to guess who the co-star of trial by kyle is who appears in every episode alongside him I will give you a clue. Uh, they are a qualified lawyer who serves as legal counsel on the show. Corinne Grant? No. Uh, this is a criminal lawyer. Criminal is it? Is it Anna Heinrich? Anna Heinrich appears on every episode of Trial by Kyle. Wow. As the, like, co- co-lead, you know? Isn't that? I was in the, that's, that's insane. It's bonkers. Anna. Yeah. So mm. am I putting Trial by Kyle on the list of potential future episode topics? Unfortunately, yeah. I have had to do that. Yeah. Uh, that that may end up happening. 
uh, we'll probably have some more thoughts about uh, Kyle Sands, uh Man. and and that yeah. show if uh, if and when we uh, get muster up the courage to watch all fucking six episodes of that. I mean, I want to keep in most of our thoughts about Kyle Sanderlands, but um, mm. Max, you have a good eye for things that might get us into legal trouble. So uh, whatever you just heard has passed the snuff, te- the snuff test, the sniff test. Look, maybe I'll just put some beeps in some places well, if we need them. Yes, we'll have some more thoughts about Trial by Kyle and Kyle Sanderlands when that episode eventually, unfortunately, has to come out. But let's talk about stats for a second. This is somewhat yes. more comfortable territory. Abby stats. <laughs> Abby Statfield, right. Uh, so in 2018, the pilot week shows were aired on television yes. um, and promoted fairly heavily during regular broadcasting, um, which meant that although each one of them was programmed at a kind of a different time throughout the week um, that they were brought to air, they were still able to create some buzz and generate some viewership data, right? So we have some numbers to look at. Uh, yes. I'll, I'll just talk about, unfortunately, I will just talk about Trial by Kyle the pilot of that show before it was picked up to air uh, had an overnight national audience of 519,000 people in 2018, which is pretty high. Um, in fact, if we want to, we can talk about how that's higher than I think anything from the bachelor or bachelorette, uh, their overnight audiences from 2021, except maybe yeah. I think the finale of Jimmy season is the only thing that rated higher than the pilot episode. <laughs> Charles like Kyle did in 2018. Pretty wild. Obviously, we're leaving out things like uh, the uh, people catching up online and that kind of thing. You know, mm. we've talked about that a lot. Uh, regardless, fast forward to this year, and it would appear that Channel Ten has killed off the concept a little bit by making it an online-only proposition. So these pilots, including Abby Chats, were not shown on TV, uh, and so the only data that we have is from how many people went online to Ten Play and checked it out. Um, there is a really great article about this from TV Black Box, which I will mm. link in the description. That has some more information about these numbers. They uh, sourced viewer data for all six shows that premiered as part of this year's pilot showcase. Uh, and they learned that the total number of views for all six shows combined over the first month was less than 100,000. Drag superstar Courtney Act's pilot Courtney's Closet had the largest viewing audience um, with just over 30,000 people. Uh, and Abby Chats came in second with just under 23,000. If we're comparing directly with the Trial by Kyle pilot, the overnight viewership data for 2022's pilot showcase in total shows 23,206 views for all six shows combined overnight. Oh my God. So that, that contrast 23,200 com- contrasted with trial by Kyle's 519,000. So the odds are good. You haven't seen it. The odds are good. Nobody's seen it. Um, and I was pretty surprised by that number because obviously I think that Abby has a very big built-in audience who would be interested in seeing and participating in basically whatever she's doing. Um, but particularly something like this, that seems like, uh, it should be like a passion project. You know what I mean? This is bizarre to me from a, uh, a network who have seen what flailing ratings across many of their programs. Mm -hmm. They're not just the lowest rated, uh, network at the moment but they're the lowest rated by a wide margin and so the question that i have is why would you take these well darts that you have to throw at your audience Hmm. and make them 
harder to find. Like, why put a blindfold on your audience mm. and say, here you go, watch this pilot, but in order to do it, you have to log in to our streaming service and then you have to cast it to your... Like, why are all mm. of these extra steps involved? Obviously, it's a, a big play for all of the the major networks to try and get people involved in watching their video on-demand services yeah, right yeah. like template seven on demand iview whatever it is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all of your all of your networks want digital audiences and putting this content there is uh in a way a, a way of trying to bring viewers in mm. but you need to equip it if that's the case with the appropriate level of promotion yeah or you say here's the first episode on tv and the second three are online now it's also surprising considering uh there would have been you know, the, the production of this episode uh, that we're going to talk about doesn't mm. seem like they spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on making it. But, you know, TV has a budget. In order to make something like this, you have to pay a lot of people. They probably, like, it's lost... It's pretty expensive to do things like this. Yeah, and and to do uh, six different setups. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, yeah. it's not six episodes that are all taking place in the one courtroom with the one horrible man. You know, they probably filmed all those within a couple of days or whatever. Sure. All yeah. of these require different people, completely different setups, very different flavors of shows, different editing. You know, like they're all individual projects. Um, and for all of them to kind of just be uh, shunted in a way, um, yeah. it's it's a little dispiriting. And it also kind of makes you wonder whether they weren't happy with how it turned out after the fact um, or, you know. I don't know. We don't know. Yeah. It's speculation. It's yeah, that that is it is speculation. But we know also that Channel Ten has had success with shows aimed at the audience that I would presume Abby Chats is aimed at. Mm-hmm. Right? If you look at the Bachelorette last season, yes, we talked about how the the premiere night had four hundred and ninety six thousand viewers, mm. but it had an additional two hundred and fifty thousand playing catch up yeah. on Ten Play. Right. right. And throughout that season, they continued to have really strong numbers online. So there's definitely like a proven, you know, landing strip. There's methodology. For this. Yeah. Yeah. And so what that means to me is a questionable strategy. And the other part of this is if you were to put yourselves in the shoes of uh, six, seven, eight, nine, ten celebrities who have been recruited to have their own television shows during pilot week, mm. imagine being like, okay, cool. So. Uh, instead of it being pilot week as we know it, as it last ran in 2019, we're instead going to make this an online only experience, mm. right? Doesn't it feel doesn't it feel different? And what is your right. incentive then to promote it? Because why, if you are like developing a series for online only, would you just do something for ten play mm. when, in reality, like you have resources and abilities, particularly if you're someone like Abby, to do this yourself? Yeah. And and either own it yourself or to reach out to a distribution company that has a way bigger audience. Like this would be an interesting Netflix proposition or sure. whoever else. This becomes you know. your ABC position proposition, whatever it is. Like yeah. um, this becomes your uh, what will I say? Like intellectual property yeah. in a way that you know doesn't have to involve Viacom, CBS. Yeah, yeah. That to me is the is the other part of it where like how hard can you go on your own socials? Because that's ultimately now what you are relying on in order to promote this thing because it's not being put anywhere else. It Mm. just feels like, uh, you know, 10 doing a disservice to their content creators 
their strategy and their ability to generate new audiences mm. by putting this and relegating it to online only at, without giving dramatic resourcing to to this idea of experimentation, which if they are going to survive mm. and continue as a network, they are sure as shit going to have to put resourcing into. Totally. We, we've talked a lot about this show as an object, but we haven't talked a huge amount about what it actually is. Yes. Um, and I think despite the fact that it was not viewed by very many people, I think it is, as we said, a really good episode of TV, fully worth watching. Um, Ted Play describes Abby Chats like this. Abby Chatfield is on a mission to explore, understand, and reveal worlds not commonly seen or heard from on television. Abby dives into two opposite ends of a subject, bringing her signature unapologetic brand of curiosity, passion, and authenticity along, and asking all the questions the audience would never dare to. So it's a pretty simple premise for a show. Um, it's mm-hmm. definitely not like there's there's nothing in that that makes you go like, oh, I've got to, you know, the, the, the thing that makes you tune in is that it is playing right to Abby's strengths. Um, mm-hmm. It is what her established audience loves to see from her. And it's something that she is becoming increasingly good at. And she was already quite good at it um, over doing tons of radio and podcasts and that kind of thing, which is, you know, feeding that curiosity that we know that she has. Um, so this is what we, you know, there, there's there's plenty to chew on there. It, yeah, it's an extension of what we know that she does the best, which is this combination of frankness and empathy. And that's a really hard balance to strike. Mm. If you can make that fun as well, you complete the power triangle of television. Right. I think that that is, um, you know, particularly what uh, what Abby is really good at and why she resonates with young audiences. Totally. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it remains to be seen whether Channel 10 will pick the show up. There's not been any kind of announcement um, or any of the other pilots from this year. I would be a little surprised, but also like, Maybe the data is so uh, insignificant that they're like, we don't know whether or not this would work for a, a TV audience, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but, you know. And it, frankly, it, we don't want to know. <laughs> right. But yeah, I mean, I understand why they did it in the sense that, like, uh, strategically, it makes a huge amount of sense for them to try and find more ways to keep Abby, who is a genuine star, within their ecosystem. Yeah. And it also honors the commitment that Channel 10 and Viacom CBS have made to diversity, which uh, is basically no diversity, no commission. Mm, yeah, exactly. Before we dive into the recap, though, uh, it is with uh, sadness in our hearts that we have to bid farewell to the free listeners. Thank you for tuning into this preview. You can hear the rest of this episode uh, and our analysis of this pilot um, at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash bohpod, where you'll get two episodes a month of our great podcast. Um, (laughs) I'm giving us a good review there. Uh, This is Flintstones month. um, (laughs) So you don't want to miss that. Uh, Find out what that means over on the Patreon. uh, And otherwise, if you're all done here, that's totally fine. We'll be back soon. Um, Hopefully we'll be talking about the bachelor. Viva rock Vegas. (laughs) That's right. Uh, uh, But yes. All right. Thank you so much for listening. um, And uh, lots of love. And um, someone send this to Abby and whatever. I don't know. We love you. We love you.